Apple TV Plus, Baseball, Adam Angst, Jeff Gamut, all at Macintech. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by New Relic. Monitor, debug, and improve your entire stack. Get access to the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data free forever. No credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the third and final part of our discussion with the Macintech user group out of Colorado with Adam Angst and Jeff Gamut as we wrap up our conversation about Apple's peak performance event. This time we touch on the Apple TV Plus announcements, the baseball announcements, and we learn a little more about Macintech. Let's get back to the conversation. You know, I, I don't want to take us too too far off base, but I, I do want to point <laughs> out that with what Jeff's talking about, though, is something that I think we're seeing more and more, and especially in the younger generation, they're doing more and more stuff with their iPads and their phones, especially their phones. You know, they don't have the dedicated workstation thing that so many of us sit down to. And, you know, my idea of mobile computing is, you know, I pick up my laptop and take it somewhere um, for the most part to, to be productive. Their version is whip out their phone while they're in line at the grocery store and and be doing something productive there. Yeah, they're, they're playing Wordle. Well, some of them are, but some of them are doing other things. You know, I have, I, yet, to, I, I have yet to see anyone working on an iPhone in the in public. Well, I mean, it's just I mean, people use them, and don't get me wrong, but they might read their email at best. I've never seen anyone actually creating anything on an iPhone. Um, admittedly, I don't get out vast amounts, but back in the pre-pandemic days, certainly, I never did. Well, then when you go to the grocery store next time, everybody that has an iPhone in hand, just walk up and say, what are you doing? <laughs> just and look over their shoulder. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they won't mind at all. They won't mind at all. And you'll have some people say, I'm answering email. Some people will say, I'm doing a text message. Other people will say, I'm editing my TikTok. And then the rest of them will say, who are you? Get away from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And one day, if you do it long enough, um, you know, somebody will say, I'm working on voice recognition for, for Apple platforms. <laughs> oh, that fell flat. So never mind. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else did we see from today's event? Uh, you know, because we, we want to get out of here with these good people. Uh, so so here's something I would like out, to call but. I would like to call out. I didn't realize this ahead of time, but someone mentioned it in our uh, our, our chat while we were while we were watching. Um, Apple did a video where they were talking to developers about like what the M1 Ultra was going to mean for their particular apps and and you know like just how cool this was. And at some point, I realized all the developers were women. Isn't that awesome? And someone said it was International Women's Day. And I was like, mm -hmm. that is so cool. I am so yeah. pleased to see Apple do that. And, you know, I mean, Apple's been doing a very good job of, of, of diversity with their, in their presenters, bringing in people of color, you know, bringing in women. It's not just, you know, the old, 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 old white Apple techs, uh, execs in the mo anymore. But, uh, but I thought that that video was just really, really well done in terms of showcasing just a, a huge spectrum of female developers. And good for them. You know that's a good point because until we got to the uh, to the uh, the ultra and the studio discussion 
um, or part of the presentation, I should say. Um, you know, I think almost, I think all the presenters were women up to that point. There were two guys. Yeah. yeah so, got the German accent. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Sruji is the, um, he's the chip guy. Um, right, that was the man. And, and, um, and then John Turnus um, is, is also the, the senior VP. I mean, so the, so a couple of them are just like, they're the, they're the, like the main people, but boy, when they called on a whole bunch of other people, I say, a lot of, as you say, a lot of women, uh, women of color. It was, it was, uh, it was really, really well done in that regard. Um, I mean, Apple's a huge company. They've got lots and lots of people working for them. Nice to see them pulling some of them out. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 they all did a great job, right? Like no one, no one had any trouble doing this. Um, so it's not like, you know, they're having any any difficulty finding people who can be good presenters, particularly with chances to rehearse. <laughs> yeah, you, but I noticed that in the last twenty five. In the last keynote, it was mostly women that did the presentations. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely moving in that regard. And I was just shocked. I said when I when when that one that one video about all the all developers, and I'm like, oh, you know, and at some point I I was doing something else and I was like, I wasn't listening for a few seconds. I was like, wait, was there a guy in there? No, still, okay. (laughs) So anything else I uh, that uh, that struck you all from the announcement, and that the, that's Jeff Adam. Anybody else um, that you were particularly excited over, interested in, um, you know, would, would any something drive you to a purchase? Or there was a whole bunch of stuff at the beginning things? about Apple TV Plus, which I completely forgot. Well, they buzzed through it, fast, <laughs> Adam. I mean, you know, I, I don't. Know, does anybody call, care about the baseball thing? I, I don't, but. Uh, well, okay, I don't care on a personal level. From a from a business perspective, yeah, uh, that that's a big thing. Um, spectator sports are huge, and uh, and Apple being able to bring uh, baseball, uh, uh, live streaming baseball games to Apple TV Plus is huge to uh, uh, to help show the validity of the platform. So here's what I'm going to be curious about, and I haven't watched a baseball game in 25, 30 years. I don't know. Um, uh, I would be curious to see, I'll be curious to see if Apple in their Friday Night Baseball does something different with the sort of the state of the art of showing a you know showing a baseball game. What can they do that makes it different from what all the other TV stations are doing? They can give you 18 streams at the same day. <laughs> you can see the nose hairs on the pitcher. Well, <laughs> well done. You the round well of Nickelodeon and football. We'll have a uh, talking baseball. No, it was, I mean, so Put Chuck, the chip when, in the baseball. <laughs> when, when, you, uh, when you were asking me, you were saying they, they, they flew through it. I, I was actually. I really couldn't handle. I mean, it was the cuts were too fast for me to to in any way even identify who they were showing. I mean, I don't I don't know celebrities particularly or actors or anything, but even still, it was just so fast. And um, which leads me to believe I, either I am completely not the right audience that there's people who will just automatically know who all those people are, um, or they really didn't care, and all they were just trying to show is we're cool. 
And, you know, you didn't, you weren't expected to actually internalize any of it. It was just like, wow, look, Apple TV plus is doing so much. Um, and, you know, they've had some good shows. I, I don't, you know, some good shows, some good movies. Um, but I thought I did think it was a little interesting that they devoted as much time and, and energy to it as they did, given that everyone was going to immediately go gloss over and start, start, you know, waiting for the next stuff. <laughs> well, Adam, I think that part of the reason Apple did that was uh, because yesterday was the day they started rolling out Apple TV Plus on additional platforms. That's right. That's right. I just was it. Um, some I saw something like Comcast. Is yeah, Comcast services yeah. And, uh, and some others as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's not let's not forget that Apple is playing in so many different spaces now. I mean, we're talking about about com- consumer computing. We're talking about higher end computing, which we've talked about here tonight. We're talking about mobile computing. We're talking about phones. Now we're talking about entertainment and, you know, movies and now live sports. I mean, it's it's kind of mind-boggling everything that Apple has gotten into and seems to be doing so with a significant level of success. Well, they did point out that they had uh, some Academy Award nominations yes, yes. On, on existing uh, <clears throat> films they've done. So what I found interesting was what was not announced today that might have been when people have been talking about uh, the uh, possibility of Apple Classical that mm. was not mentioned. Uh, That's and right. Mm-hmm. Also yeah, they, saw, bought, they bought someone a while yeah, back. Yeah, they did. They yeah. just bought somebody. I don't remember who that you was. Know, would that have made sense though, to, to be part of this kind of announcement, especially since there was nothing else, there was nothing else on the streaming audio side? Yeah, Prime Phonic. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, a lot of people are expecting to see a new uh, 13-inch Mac, MacBook Pro. Uh, yeah, that, that didn't make any sense announced. to me. D- yeah, I would have been shocked to see yeah. a MacBook Pro announcement today. Yeah, yeah, that didn't that didn't make sense to me either. Um, the, uh, I, I mean, right, I mean, right now the. You know, we've got the the 13-inch MacBook Pro and the 14-inch MacBook Pro and the 16-inch MacBook Pro, and you know, the, none of them are in real are in are, are being problematic in terms of performance or need to be replaced in any obvious way. So, I'm I'd be I mean, something will happen with those. But I mean, what's going to be interesting is Apple is, has like transitioned the entire line to to you know the the Apple Silicon, um, but we haven't seen what the strategy is for the next step. What's the next MacBook Air going to be? Is it going to be a new chip? Is it going to be, I mean, like, there's a point at which, you know, again, until they have, until they need the the, the additional processing power for something, it's not going to be worth, you know, putting an M1 Pro into a MacBook Air just for the, just for giggles. I mean, maybe they'll do it, but I, 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 I almost, I'm not sure what the point is until they're getting to a situation where they need that power. And so that's what I'm curious to see in whether that's maybe this fall, but my guess is more like next year when we start to see mm-hmm. those the, the existing machines revved. What do those look like and why? Yeah, next year is going to be very interesting in the, uh, in the Mac space because Apple will have completed its entire transition to the M-series processors. So what happens next? And we'll start seeing some of that next year. And uh, and right now, I don't know. The car. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, but, well, I, you know, I mean, the Mac specifically, what, what happens? 
I mean, yeah. do, do we start looking at uh, radical uh, uh, hardware changes? And, and by that, I mean, like, is Apple going to do something completely different with the way the hardware functions, mm-hmm. the way we input into and interact with the device? Uh, or, or is it uh, just more of the same where we have the bodies that, that we're used to and we just keep getting faster processors and and uh, and battery improvements and uh. it, it does feel to me like they're going to have to come up with something different and maybe AR is the answer to that um, because you know and you know until we get to that like you need performance for this new thing until you've got the new thing the performance just is just not interesting you know like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that most people using an M1 based Mac, just not the M Pro or Max, just the M1, are not maxing it out. Are not <laughs> too many, too many terms. Right. Um, and so, like, there's no benefit to to just bumping speeds or giving it a, the M2, um, like they have with the iPhone. Um, there's got to be a reason for it. Um, so yes. we'll see what that is. Um, you know, on the iPhones, I think they've been doing that because I'm thinking about it. Every new iPhone has a new, a new A chip in it. And, but a lot of that's the computational photography. That's where the, that, that's where that power is going, that they're just doing incredible things with the computational photography. And that's, it, there's the table stakes. I mean, now you again, you want to talk about like, who needs that power of power in your phone? Well, you do because it's the camera. That's why. And we didn't, we never thought that we needed massive neural engines in our phones because we, they, we didn't realize that they would be the camera in essence. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's, that's the big, you know, that's a, the $64,000 question, except for $64,000 isn't worth nearly what it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- this is the setup here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the setup here. Apple is giving us, all, all of these new devices and raising questions like the the iPad Pro. Okay, here's this machine that is capable of so much more than it does. Why would Apple put that out there and just leave it essentially hobbled? And I think that's part of the awkward transition where we get some of this hardware today where we're not utilizing it to, to uh, its extent and next year that's when we start seeing the changes where apple really begins to take advantage of some of the things that they've set up for us this year so one thing you need to think about uh, jeff is uh things like the original se are not going to be able to be to run uh, ios 16 so Mm -hmm. ios 16 has got some stuff in store that we don't know about yet and that's probably right. what they're uh, playing right into what you're talking about there there are times i wonder if if the software is the the bigger bottleneck than the oh hardware. totally is oh, i yeah. think it totally is and and you know why because software requires i don't want to i want to i don't want to i don't want to make this sound sound deprecating to hardware but software requires more imagination um, with hardware, it's not that Apple hasn't done utterly amazing things. Don't get me wrong. And like the, the ultra fusion interconnect stuff, 
mind-boggling. But it, it's still <clears throat> constrained within a certain field, whereas software is literally anything. And that's the problem, is that when you've got no boundaries, um, then you know, the only boundaries are your imagination. That's where you start to have problems where you, you're like, oh, well, I, I don't know what I could do. You know, like I'll have to think of something. And you do think of something and, well, it turns out to not be quite as cool as you thought maybe, or you know, all the other parts aren't there yet, but they will be eventually. You know, well, self-driving cars are actually a perfect example, right? Self-driving cars, we're so close in so many ways um and and some of it is the hardware but like the hardware just mostly has to come down in price like the lidars and stuff um whereas software is is really we just have to be able to train the ais on every imaginable thing and we have to build these incredible maps and all of that and then we have to put it all together and somehow get people to use it you know that's that's much much harder than actually just the hardware the hardware can do it now um, it's getting everything, all the other pieces into place. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by New Relic. Monitor, debug, and improve your entire stack. Get all the details at newrelic.com slash macvoices. If you are a software engineer responsible for keeping your company's systems up and running, you dread those after-hour alerts that something is wrong. 7 p.m. alerts are bad. 9 p.m. alerts are worse. Is it the server? Is it the network? Is it the cloud provider or something else? You need to find out fast, both for your sake and for the company's sake. And that's why you need New Relic. You could go out and buy separately the 16 tools that New Relic brings together in one package. But why not get them all at once so that your engineering team can see everything in one place? New Relic lets you pinpoint issues down to the line of code so that you know exactly why the problem happened and can move to get it resolved. Over 14,000 companies, including DoorDash and GitHub, are using New Relic to debug and improve their software. And whether you're running a cloud-native startup or a Fortune 500 company, it takes just five minutes to set up New Relic in your environment. That next 9 p.m. call is just waiting to happen. Get New Relic before it does. And you can get access to the whole New Relic platform and 100 gigabytes of data free forever, no credit card required. Sign up at newrelic.com slash macvoices. That's newrelic, N-E-W-R-E-L-I-C dot com slash macvoices. Newrelic.com slash macvoices. Thanks to New Relic for supporting macvoices. Mm -hmm. Well, you were asking about, you know, what we we could do with with all that horsepower. You know, would we see some kind of small AI that could do a better job than Siri does of recognizing what we, what we wouldn't say. be hard now, would it? Yeah, I, knew that, I knew that was coming. Yes, please. Um, but, you know, but, but seriously, but, but have, I mean, right now you have to tell, I've got to be careful here what I say, but you have to be able to tell her, you know, one thing, then tell her to do the next, then tell her to do the next, as opposed to having a conversation with her. My God, the whole way back to the knowledge navigator video. You know, yeah. this, so, you know, is, <laughs> is that, do we need this hardware to make that device happen? And we need the software written for it. Of yeah, and, and I think actually some of, I mean, both of those things are true because I mean, look at, in fact, the evolution of Siri. Siri hasn't actually gotten that much better, but it's all happening locally now or vastly more so of it's happening locally than it used to. 
because we've got the processing power locally. And so that does start to make a difference. And as you say, conversation would be would be helpful. I mean, the thing that I've actually been been long agitating for is this concept of getting back to the knowledge navigator of an assistant that actually works for you um, proactively and tries to say protect you from what's going on in the world and you know and and filters for you and just all that kind of stuff where you don't you know like you're just we're just overwhelmed by things and information and all of that and our computers do a really poor job of helping us with that um, it's all up to us to try to filter, try to find the right sources, all that kind of stuff. Why don't we have why don't we have AIs doing that kind of thing? And maybe the answer is software and you know, I mean machine learning and it's all happening on PCs, damn it. You are Unix PCs, admittedly. But <laughs> well, I, I would love to have uh, to be able to set up with one with one click or one setting that let's say, okay, I exchange four emails with Andy. That means that automatically I want her in my address book. If I exchange, I don't want one and I don't want two because that could be just a transactional thing. But if I have four or six or, you know, pick and pick the number that, okay, she is now important enough to me to be in my address book and just put her there. Done. You know, that, well, you're it's, in it's, mine. You're in but, mine. But, yeah. <laughs> well, Chuck's that important. Yeah. yeah, Chuck's in everyone's address book. <laughs> see now, see, I would actually argue, I would argue, Chuck, that if you have, if you have this sort of an assistant, the concept of an address book goes away. The assistant has and knows what to do and knows everyone who who you know and who knows you, okay. and 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 both controls access and um and you know and makes it easy for you to get to people. So you know, again, I mean, in some ways. Think about the high-end executive secretary. Like that's what you want encapsulated into Siri. Yes. You know, someone who is proactively yes. saying, "Where you, you, where you, your, 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 your AI talks to my AI and says, hey, 'Hey, let's do something.' You know, and together they figure out the the schedule. And my AI says, "Hey, are you up for doing something with Chuck on Thursday at you know at two o'clock?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." You know, like you know everything about my schedule AI, so you know you have indeed proposed a a totally reasonable thing to do. Then, you know, I didn't add anything in that you didn't know about. So that's a little bit more of the rather than you know we have this back and forth about what we might get to do together and when it might happen and all of that. Oh my goodness, it's so much administration. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you you took my example and leapfrogged it, and absolutely appropriately. You know, like you said, it goes to imagination. What what can you imagine it could do for you? What have you done for me today, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah, find I, the two AIs sitting at a coffee shop down the road <laughs> yep. without the people, <laughs> and they start negotiating a higher salary for themselves because they're so valuable to you. <laughs> <laughs> they know your finances, so they can. <laughs> Right. I keep asking Siri somewhat complex medical questions and all, uh, where, you know, thinking of her as kind of an encyclopedia that could handle it, and usually she can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's Google Home you're thinking of. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. Real, Google is better at that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. See, now I actually use Siri really heavily now because in the past year, um, I installed like, I don't know, 18 um, HomeKit light switches. And so pretty much all the lights that we care about in our house um, are, are on, are, you know, controllable via HomeKit. And, um, and this is brilliant. I mean, it just works. Um, and I, I should say that sometimes it doesn't. Siri can be a little stupid, can hear things wrong every now and then. You'll, I'll ask to turn on the wall lights and I'll get all lights turned on, um, that kind of thing. But that's a little bit of my mistake. But, but my point is just that uh, you know, it took a while to sort of get to this, but now it's just so nice to be able to tell Siri that it's time to watch TV. And all of the lights in the entire house go off except for the one behind the couch. And, you know, and it obviously I'm perfectly capable of walking around and turning them off. This is not like I'm trying to save myself steps. It's just an interruption. I don't have to think about the setup to watch TV. And so that's the sort of thing, you know, again, you want to talk about, you know, your, your executive assistant AI. Wow. My wife and I have both, you know, gone and sat down in the living room, you know, after dinner, you know, about the same time every day. Why do I have to tell her it's time to watch TV? <laughs> and and we're seeing the the beginning of that already with Siri suggestions. Mm. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I I I've, I haven't actually had a serious suggestion ever work for me, but but it's there. You're right. And I mean, actually, it did tell me when it was my wife's birthday. I'm like, yeah, I better know that already. <laughs> sure, but but at least in that case, Siri had your back. Yeah, right. If I hadn't known that, it would have been really problematic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now I I have a few serious suggestions that uh, that were just like so spot on. And then I and then I did them a few times, and then it asked if I wanted to just turn that into a shortcut. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Y- y- yes. And then it did, yeah. and uh, um, yeah. So when it works, it's awesome. Uh, the closest the, the closest I have to that is I have a shortcut that triggers when I get home, and it tr- it turns on a set of lights. Mm-hmm. And and similarly, so like if we're leaving, I can tell Siri to turn um, all the lights off in five minutes. So that lets us, you know, get out of the house and leave. Turns off all the lights. They're off until mm-hmm. we get home, and it's after you know it's after dark, and it will turn on just the ones we need to get get into the house. And mm-hmm. again, not perfect. Doesn't always quite realize I've gotten home soon enough. Um, but when it works, which is most of the time, it is like living in the future. It's like, it's like paying with things with your watch. That's living in the future. Yes. And, I okay. rephrased a question three times the other day to Siri until she finally said, I really can't read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, but no, listening to you all, I think it's interesting that we we are again asking the question about all this horsepower and what are we going to do with it? It's already doing things behind our back, and we're not even necessarily recognizing it. It may not be spot on like Adam, or it may be spot on like Jeff, but it's happening. I mean, think about. I know my iPhone knows where I go on a pretty regular basis on Sundays. Um, back when I was going to the office, it knew that I was going to the office, and it would tell me uh, that. Hey, you know, traffic is light, traffic is heavy. You may want to consider an alternate route. 
you know, maybe you want to go back to bed. But <laughs> did, did it ever say that? No, unfortunately not. I, I See, I'm just I'm just guessing here. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but it's it's there. And so, you know, as more things get built in. And of course, then we can do another hour and a half on the privacy and aspects of, of that whole thing. And we won't that's do that why, tonight, That's why the processing power is so important, because it's happening locally on the mm-hmm. device, in with the secure enclave, making sure that the, the, the key bits of that identity connection don't get out. And because we do have the processing power in the cloud, and as we've seen time and time again, stuff that ends up in the cloud is just not as safe as we might like it to be if yes, we really, very really porous. care. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and drips periodically. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the truth. You guys, so, we've been at this for uh, about an hour and a half. I, I think maybe it's time to give these folks a break because they have to be tired of us. <laughs> We're having a very good time. It's well, more that- about... We are having a good time. Yeah. Well, it's 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 always wonderful to be here. And the thing, one of the things I love about meeting with user groups is there's always a lot of laughter. You know, there's a lot of fun, and that's the best part, no question. <clears throat> so, so let's do something a little bit different. Um, Andy, tell us tell us about Macintech. Um, for the folks out there who are not familiar with Macintech, tell us about the group and you know where you come from and what you're doing uh, when you're not listening to us prattle on. I think that probably should be Robert. Zimmy should probably give that speech. Well, Macatech gets its name from the fact that it started in the Denver Tech area. area. Uh, It started in the 1980s with a a very small group of people, most of whom at that time worked at uh, what was then Martin Marietta. Uh, Martin was very heavily into Macintosh. And the group decided that they needed to know more about it. And the group grew and expanded to people like Andy, who was not associated with uh, Martin Marietta. Uh, in fact, she was a Girl Scout at the time. <laughs> so She's still a Girl Scout uh, for me. <laughs> once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout. Amen. <laughs> Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoarding. You, you always. <laughs> she's, she's, she's got them on her desk. Oh man! <laughs> she, actually, everybody gets a cookie now. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've been around uh, since the 1980s, and uh, we've got uh, some people that have been there that long, and some people are much newer. But uh, we've still got uh, interest in Macintoshes and. It's expanded to basically anything Apple. Uh, we meet monthly, usually in person, though the pandemic has changed that. Uh, uh, we're fortunate to have people like Jeff that live not too far away. Even when we were meeting in person, he would brave the traffic down from Boulder. <laughs> uh, we were always going, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Oh, gosh, he's going to be late. <laughs> but sometimes he wasn't. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good group, and uh, I've certainly enjoyed it. I got uh, hoodwinked into being a president when the previous president uh, got way too busy. And uh, Dell was uh, pulled into the vice presidency position at the time. And since then, we've had some turnover, but uh, it's been a good 
thing for everybody, I believe. I'm, we've got a good stable group. It's not a huge one, but uh, it's been good. We've got uh, one new person in today, uh, Marge. I think she's still on. I'm on my yeah. iPad, so I don't see everybody here. So, Hello, Marge. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes. Hello, Marge. It's 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 great to have you join us, and I bet you didn't know what you were getting into when you joined this group. <laughs> oh, but I find it very, very informative. Thank you. I just got a brand new iPhone Mini 13, a brand new watch, a brand new uh, iPad Pro, and my uh, new MacBook Pro 16. And then I broke wow. my arm. Oh no! I was, oh. was going to say, did 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 Tim Cook call you and say thank you? I mean, <laughs> as an Apple stockholder, I will say I, thank you. That's. And I said I need help, but I think I contacted Andy, and I said I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore because I took weekend classes at the Mac Store in uh, Park Meadows every Saturday for two years, and uh, that was so so. I did some marvelous things. And uh, I wish I could keep doing that. Yeah. Well, we'll get back, back to again it. soon. Yep, we'll get back to it. <clears throat> well, thank you all for having us. I mean, as I said before, it's always a pleasure to visit with you. It's always a lot of fun. There's always a lot of laughter, and uh, that's the best part. And, and some insight, too. Um, Adam, thank you for your time. As always, I know it's you have to be just starting to get a little buggy at this point. <laughs> I'm a little fried. I've been going yeah. nonstop all yeah. day long. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, go, but go, uh, go put yeah. your head on the pillow. It used to, you know, <laughs> Apple used to release new things, you know, like once or twice a year, and that'd be like one thing. And now, oh man, you know, you know, three major hardware announcements in a day, and you know, probably within two or three days, we'll have you know every operating system will receive a major update. So. Yeah, yeah th that's next week. Like, right. seriously, it's yeah, next yeah. Week. precisely. I mean, it's got to happen before the 18th, right? You know, that's when the new stuff comes out. And so it's sometime before that. So, yeah. Think of it as job security, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, that's we just hit issue. We just released issue 1601. Um, wow. I've had job security. <laughs> Congratulations. That's pretty that's, impressive. That's phenomenal. 1601 weeks. <sighs> That's impressive. Long, did not anticipate that. I know you do take weeks off now and again, though. Like it's Christmas. True. It's true. It's true. It's 48 <laughs> issues a year. So it's, it's all, but we're coming up on 32 years in about a month, almost exactly. Wow. So, wow. yeah. Thank did not. You so much, folks. Yeah. I mean, playing with us. Oh, yes. Jeff, thank you so much for, for joining us, too. That was a lot of Indeed. fun. Um, Good to see you, Jeff. I haven't seen you in ages. So even if you're still a postage stamp, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes a postage stamp is enough because we have the technology to bring us together. <laughs> it's a really Amen. high quality postage stamp, too. So. It, it is. Amen. And Adam, I, I, I miss hanging out with you in person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I did. We, I can't remember. Exactly when it was two thousand nine eight. When no, I was going to say I actually I actually came and hang out hung out with Jeff and came to one of your meetings in person. Oh yes, yeah, you did. when you You're came done. in, that was two thousand eleven. Eleven, okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, so yeah, that was I was pretty awesome. I was remember yeah. that, remembering that extremely fondly. It was a very nice trip. Yes. Thank you guys. It was great having such a great lineup with all three of you, uh, as well as input from our group. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's always a well, pleasure. Good, 
Good night, all. Yep. Now you East Coasters, yep. go to bed. We will. We will. <laughs> So I'll I'll do the wrap up here, folks. That's Mac Voices this time with with Mac and Tech, Adam Angst and Jeff Gamut. I'm Chuck Joyner. We will see you next time. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com